Welcome everybody from all around the world. Welcome to this podcast, escaping the entanglements of our lives. You got yours, and I've got mine. I'm your host, I'm Dolphus Q. I'm the originator and the creator of this podcast, which was inspired by Toastmasters Project. I want to pause and give a warm welcome to any Toastmasters who are listening, and I hope (laughs) there are a few. Our lives, yours and mine, are easily entangled with things both real and imaginary. And these things can be good for us, bad for us. Oh, they can be ugly. I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to judge. I'm only here to deal with my own entanglements. I hope you're following this this podcast. As I read and write my book. In an attempt to detangle one of my major entanglements. (laughs) Somebody wanted to know, well, how do you do it? What is the secret to escaping your entanglements? Can you really escape? I believe it was Hank Williams who sang No matter how I struggle and strive We won't get out of this world alive. My friend, somehow or another, we all are going to get entangled in something. We're going to sign our names on a dotted line. We're going to raise our hands. We're going to say, I do. We're going to put our hands on the Bible and swear that we tell the truth. 
Oh, my friend, people all around the world are entangled in things. They become entangled in things. Of course, most people manage to survive. They manage to exist through this network of entanglements, but I maintain they do not do it without Without escaping, you have to pause, you have to stop, you have to smell the coffee, you have to look at the rainbows. You have to take a vacation. You have to retire from the rat race. You have to get some relief. You have to switch. You have to switch over to another thought. You have to do something to change your perspective. Listening to this podcast... Is a pathway to escaping your entanglements. I know putting this together is escaping for me. <laughs> and we are at episode um, 14. We are moving on. And now, like the walrus said, the time has come. Yes, the time has come for the reading of the word. Chapter 14, episode 14, Leaves. Fall in September, September 13th, 1981, Underline. It is all over now. It was done quickly. She was at the love nest. I called her to the phone. Hi, what's up? Her voice sounded cheerful and surprised. I told her I was terminating our affair. I assured her there were no hard feelings on my part and and wished her well. I did not go into any details. Right now, I am experiencing pangs of agony. But I had to be true to my word, to be true to Billie Jean. Oh well, as the French say, c'est la vie, that's life. 
September 14th, underline, Dear Billy, you are number one. Yesterday I officially ended my affair with my married girlfriend. I cut the chain that held me bound. What you said made sense from every angle. I saw no other way if I truly wanted to be with you. I guess I knew it too, but didn't want to admit it to myself. Now, as I write this letter, I am fully yours. Only air stands between us. Please harbor no thoughts of sharing me. I stand undividedly yours. Love always, Dolphus. Billy's thoughts of you dance like visions of sugar plums in my brain. They have been dancing since the moment I left the building. I had prayed that I would see you before I left, but that prayer was left unanswered on the table. It is strange, but sometimes I'm overpowered with a burning desire to see you. To rest my eyes upon you as assurance you really exist in my life. I must get a picture of you to carry around in my wallet. I am bewildered by the swiftness of our relationship. You have become a sweet taboo, a tall blonde obsession. I am delighted that you enjoyed my letter. I threw everything at you but the big stick. Billy, I truly appreciate your presence in my life. At least five times a day, I feel like falling to my knees and bowing my head as an offering for the blessings being bestowed upon me. I do not take good things for granted. I guess it is because I have received some smelly deals over the years. I know the difference between the good, the bad, and the ugly things of life. Billy, I believe I have been blessed with something good. You are better than good. So good until you stand above the best. But how does one in my situation show the depths of their appreciation? It is perplexing But my offering is a simple sonnet from the sonnets of the Portuguese. Number 43, my heart is locked in an orbit around my sweetest taboo. September 18, underline. Dear Billy, I am entangled in a web of wild, exciting thoughts about you 
I can still hear your soft whisper into my ear. I can still feel the warmth of your breath and the wetness of your tongue all converging and sending shocking sensations to my soul. September 20th, underline. Dear Billy, this morning I feel wonderful, so very wonderful knowing that you are mine. Last night I slept in heaven, and sure as hell I had a good time. I have no regrets, but I do lay one simple complaint upon the table. I will, I will, <clears throat> our night <laughs> together ended too soon. I hope you managed to make it to work on time. I didn't wake up until a little before nine, which is late for me because I am an early riser. Early to rise could be my motto, but sometimes I fail to live up to it. This morning is one of those times. Billy, I look forward to the day when you move away from the Lawson too. That will be a holiday. I will not work on that day. We will celebrate with a housewarming party, hotter than a pepper spout. More and more as each day passes, I see you as a blessing, and occasionally I must stop in my track and thank God for the goodness bestowed upon me. Those days when I begged for a few crumbs of love are over and far behind me. Billy, your love has swept those dog days from my mind for a long time. I have secretly thought that only my mother really loved me, and everyone else were, on, were only repeating the words. I have not heard a woman say that in so long it feels like a thousand years, but hearing it from you, straight from your red-painted lips make me feel like I'm walking on air. I cannot find the phone number to your job. It is somewhere in the swirl of paper work that litters my desk. I hate that too because the number was handwritten by you. That is why I didn't copy it. It was your autograph in numbers. Lucky numbers. Anyway, remember to give it to me again because I might not I tend to forget things like numbers when I am with you. I see by the calendar that your birthday is near. I haven't forgot your request for a bottle of white wine. I shall not forget and we shall celebrate. I hope this letter brought warmth to your heart and a smile to your lips. Oh, how I long to kiss them and feel the dance of your tongue in my mouth. Your kisses are fabulous, but at the same time fleeting. No matter the length, they only last for a moment. Well, enough of this kissing before I'm dripping slava all over the page. Duty is calling. Someone is at the front desk.
Love You Madly, Dolphus, September 25th, 1981, Underline. Well, 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 I seek a new place to dwell. I drive up and down Lonely Street in search of the Heartbreak Hotel. I am on the road again, looking crazy and feeling stupid. September has been a shocking journey from the top to the bottom. And there are five more days left on the calendar. In such a short span, I have experienced promises, changes, and a sweet pack of lies. I call it quits with Pamela to devote all my love to Billy. And now I have called it quits with Billy too. Look at me now, stuck in the middle with only myself. I see a sea of blackness. I see no hint of light. I wonder what's coming next. I had to move because I don't have the money to pay the rent. I had other bills to take care of first and hope the landlord would let me owe him until the 9th of October. But I received no mercy. Maybe I got what I deserve. So I'm sleeping in my car, living on the run until I save up enough money for another place to live. I know it seems like I have given up on the idea of ever becoming a published writer, but I have not. I must regroup and come up with a new financial plan. I really hate the thought of facing the cold, but I will have to grin and bear it. And pray that someday I survive September 29th, underline. Maybe things aren't as bad as they appear. I have been up and down to the bottom before. In fact, this time last year, I'm sure I was at the bottom. Maybe a little lower than I am now. But I didn't stay down. I got up. Still... Somehow, like the leaves, I ended up back down on the ground. Look at the mess I am entangled in. Now what am I going to do? As I see it, I have no favors to cash in, no friends to petition for support. I don't expect anything from anyone at any time soon. Oh, why must I follow the beat of an unknown drum? Why am I so different from everyone? Where is the healing balm, the mercy for the unfortunate son? And thus, we have reached the end of our episode for this week. I ask you to join us next Thursday for another episode as this saga continues. 
So until then, until next Thursday, until we gather again, I say goodbye to everybody all around the world. Tell my story to your friends. Have a good day today and a better day tomorrow. So long, everybody. <laughs>